It is widely expected that early elections are to be held in Israel and that Benjamin Netanyahu will win in order to renew his mandate to govern the country. Hello again, this is Paul Billington bringing you another edition of the Bible in the News. According to news reports, an official announcement will be made this Sunday, May the 6th, bringing an Israel election forward to September 2012. According to Reuters news agency, a poll conducted on Sunday night and published in the popular Yediat Ahanot Daily showed Netanyahu's Likud party winning 30 of 120 parliamentary seats if a ballot were held now, up from 27 it currently holds. Such a result would make him the leader of the largest faction and the likely candidate to form the next government. The poll indicates Netanyahu has no cause for concern, and he apparently knows it. He is not just going to elections, he's sprinting to them, yet our not political correspondent Seema Kadmon wrote. No one party has ever won an outright parliamentary majority in an Israeli general election, and the poll indicated that would not change in the next ballot. According to the survey, right-wing parties would control 61 parliamentary seats compared with 66 at present, giving Netanyahu a governing majority he would likely attempt to widen with centrist factions. Foreign Minister Avigdor Lieberman, ultra-nationalist party Israel Betanyu, Netanyahu's biggest coalition partner, would capture 13 seats, down from its current 15. The poll showed. The poll surveyed 500 people and has a margin of error 4 to 5 percent. In an interview with the Ediot Aronot website Ynet, Lieberman described the early election as a done deal. It's now just a matter of setting dates, he said. Netanyahu has also been under pressure from pro settler coalition partners and some outspoken Likud party members who have questioned his commitment to Jewish settlements in the occupied West Bank, here uh, where Palestinians seek to seek a state. Netanyahu's government has pledged to evict or raise numerous settlement outposts put up with without official sanction, drawing warnings from some political allies that his coalition could collapse as a result. So that is Reuters' report. But what does the Bible tell us to look for? We are given to understand that in the latter years, Ezekiel 38 verse 8, in the latter days, verse 16, there is to be a people gathered out of the nations upon the mountains of Israel. They will be in the midst of the land, verse 12. They will dwell in the desolate places that are now inhabited. It will be a land of unwalled villages, or in the open country, revised version margin. There are to be open regions with country villages, says Jesenius' lexicon. The Jewish Tanakh calls this a land of open towns, Stone's edition. So, apart from other considerations involved in Israeli politics, it seems that we ought to be looking for a government that would be willing to promote this situation. Translated into practical politics, this means that we should expect to see the growth 
and expansion of settlements upon the mountains of Israel, which are located in the so-called West Bank. This is what a world that is hostile to Israel and Zionism calls the Occupied West Bank. Compare Reuters' term in the report cited above. We have taken the trouble to visit some of these settlements and have interviewed some of the Jewish residents who live there. For example, we recently visited the hilltop settlement of Migron, which has been listed as one of those which is to be destroyed. But the present Netanyahu government has obtained a stay of execution. We talked with the resident of Migron, who is active in seeking to negotiate a means whereby Migron can be legitimized, and perhaps the coming election will decide whether Migron will remain to become one of those unwalled villages of Ezekiel's prophecy. It's going to be an interesting election. You can see the appeal to save Migron for yourself by going to the website www.yeshev.org slash mission slash save Migron. Whoever wins the election in Israel, we know that their hold on power will only be temporary. Governments come and go, and the Lord will set over the nation whomsoever he will. And according to the Lord's own time frame, we will, he will bring to power those men who will best serve his purpose in bringing about the great crisis which will reveal his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and seed of David, the Saviour of Israel. Acts chapter 13 and verse 23. Many centuries ago, the rulers of Israel were removed because of their disobedience and wickedness. Thus, it was to the last king of Judah that the prophet Ezekiel declared the word of God, saying, And thou profane wicked prince of Israel, whose day is come, when iniquity shall have an end, thus saith the Lord God, Remove the diadem and take off the crown. This shall not be the same. Exalt him that is low, and abase him that is high. I will overturn, overturn, overturn it, and it shall be no more, until he come whose right it is, and I will give it him. Ezekiel 21, verses 25 to 27. A prime minister elected through the democratic process is not a king, and must answer to others, and especially so in a coalition government such as exists in Israel today. What we see now is a temporary arrangement that will last while the nation is being built up. But the day will come when the King of Israel will come with great power, and he will establish the kingdom again in Israel. We read in Isaiah chapter 32 verse 1, Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. It is for this time of justice, righteousness, and peace that we now wait. Our prayer is that of Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 and Luke 11 verse 2. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Join us again next week, God willing, www.bibleinthenews.com. Since the Jewish people have returned and the state of Israel established, there has been an almost constant state of hostility and war. Peace has been elusive. 
This too could be expected, for Isaiah says in chapter 32, verse 17, And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. It therefore follows that today Israel does not have peace, because they, ha- because they are not counted to be righteous, a righteous nation in the eyes of God. Yet this is not all. For we are told by the prophets how that the time would be a time of great controversy among the nations in regard to the things of Zion. Isaiah calls this the controversy of Zion. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Commenting upon this almost 150 years ago in 1868, John Thomas wrote some rather incredible words. Judah has been broken but their breakers have not been ground to powder by the stone. The time, however, fast approaches, and the nearer it arrives, the more important do all questions become, bearing upon Judah's land and Zion, the city of their king. This is exactly what has happened. As time goes on, the situation in Israel is growing more and more controversial. The questions bearing upon Judah's land and and Zion, the city of their king, make prime-time programming and newspaper stories on a regular basis. Just this past Wednesday, Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, is taking international pressure and criticism for legalizing a few Jewish settlements built upon Judah's land. This reported on the UK Independent News website. The current Israeli government also faced criticism of a different kind, from the former head of Israel's internal security agency, Yuval Dishkin, as reported by Reuters. In relation to the situation with Iran, Dishkin said, I really don't have faith in a leadership that makes decisions out of messianic feelings. This gives an interesting perspective of the current Israeli leadership, although it is secular. As we have considered in the past on Bible in the News, Israel is becoming a much more religious nation and is a far cry from the secular socialist utopia proposed by Theodore Herzl in his book, The Jewish State, and a very different country than the one founded 64 years ago. The modern state of Israel is merely a stepping stone to the restoration of the kingdom of God. Luke 1, verses 30 to 33, Acts 1, verses 3, 6, and 11, and Acts 3, verse 21 when Israel will blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit, Isaiah 27, verse 6. This is God's practical scheme for filling the earth with his glory, Numbers 14, verse 21, and accomplishing his purpose. The dispersion, scattering throughout the earth and desolation of the Jewish people, their remaining a distinct nation, their regathering and restoration, the controversy of Zion, and changes to Israel since its birth 64 years ago, prove beyond a doubt that there is indeed a divine hand guiding the course of this nation, for they are God's witnesses. This has been the Bible in the News with David Billington. See you next week, God willing.